Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body because I know that I will soon put it aside as our Lord Jesus has made clear to me. And I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. Peter knows that sometimes we have a bad memory. And he's, he's saying to the congregation, uh, to whoever the audience is here in Second Peter, Peter is saying to them, for if you do these things, you will never stumble. If you will remember and add to your faith knowledge, that if you will add to your faith perseverance and godliness and love for one another, if you stay on this path and you remember who Jesus Christ is and what He's done for you, remembering that, that Christ died for you and called you and elected you, He's chosen you. Peter says, if you remember these things, then it'll go well for you. And I know that it's easy to forget. I don't know if uh, you're like me. Um, I get a, I get a, on my phone, it tells me how much my screen time is. I try to keep my average screen time below a certain amount. It's going to sound terrible, but, um, it, you know, trying to keep it below two hours a day on my phone. Well, usually I'm fine with that. Well, this last week I had four and a half hours average. And I'm wondering, what in the world did I do? And I was reading articles, and I was trying to get information. I was analyzing polling data and coronavirus data. And what does that do to your soul? And does it help you remember these sorts of things? Let me tell you, the answer to that is an affirmative no. It doesn't really help you all that much. Uh, but we need these reminders. And this morning, the, um, the encouragement that I have is just this simple thing of that you are being called and elected by Jesus Christ. We have heard the rhetoric that this is the most important election of our lifetime. Have you heard that? Right? No? Good for you, Eli. Praise God you haven't. We've been told over and over again that, uh, that this is the most important thing. And whether you believe that or not is fine, but I believe the import, most important election of our lifetime is when God has called you and elected you to be His child. That's the most important election of our lifetime, is when Christ calls you. And He says there, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and your election. In verse 10. That He has called you and He's loved you. He has chosen you. When God cast His ballot, He cast it for you to say, You belong to Me. I have chosen you. You are loved by Me. We get so caught up in the world and so wrapped up in the politics of today that we need to remind ourselves that we are chosen by God. and We are loved by Him. I know that's a little flip on things and maybe, hopefully, it's comforting to you to remind you. Just as Peter is reminding his congregation over and over again, reminding of these promises that you are called and you are chosen by God. You are loved by Him. So make every effort to remember this calling and this election. That you've been chosen and loved by Him. 
I want to spend just a few moments uh, with us this morning reminding us of some important details about our identity and life in Christ. I asked uh, Br- um, Bryce to kickstart a new series, calling it The Beautiful Bride. And I, I loved what Bryce had to say of just encouraging us to walk with God, knowing that we might walk together in the mundane, but also in the miraculous. That we would glorify God in our life together, even in the simplest of things. And so I loved uh, just the simple illustration that we are, um, we are Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne people uh, in the church, and we may not seem like heroes, but God is using us for great things. So I really loved that as a kickstart because I feel like the church um, in 2020 kind of was beaten up like a pinata. And we, in, in the midst of everything going on uh, between the election, between uh, politics and uh, just Christianity as a whole, just trying to walk through this journey in 2020, it seems like the church has gotten a bad rap. And some of it probably is deserving, much of it is probably not. But I feel like um, what my heart was after walking through Psalm 23, I felt like the next response is to remind us who we are, remind us what the church is all about. And we can really lose our way and lose our focus on, on what it is that the church is called to be and do and what we believe. And so what we believe fundamentally on the day, uh, a couple of days before the election of a new leader in the United States, I am reminded of where our authority is and who has ultimate authority. What we believe as Christians and how we live and function in our world does not depend on the circumstances in Washington, but the, circum, uh, the, uh, the circumcision of our heart, of a new heart in Christ that's given to God a new life in Him. And so this morning, I just want to remind us of some important texts. The first is Matthew 28. Matthew 28, 20, Jesus' parting words with His disciples is to tell us that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All authority has been given to Jesus Christ. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded. And he says, surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus has all authority. All authority is his, and he is also with us. And so the church fundamentally believes at the very onset of who we are as Christians together as a body of believers, that the one who has and holds authority over our life and over everything is Jesus Christ. So Jesus, if you take 2 Peter Jesus has called us and chosen us. If you take Matthew 28, we are reminded that Jesus has all the authority, that he is the leader of our lives. When we decide to say that we are going to follow Jesus, we are saying and inviting him to lead us and love us, to guide us in his teaching and shape our lives and our decisions. So just reminders. There, I, these, just like Peter says, I know you know all these things. But I feel like we get this sort of thing beaten out of us on a daily basis. The 24-7 news cycle doesn't consistently remind us of the Lordship of Christ, but of the problems and circumstances of the world. And we need this encouragement and we need the reminders. Just as early Christians needed the reminders, so do we. 
I'm combating a 24-7 news cycle to speak to your heart to remind you of the Lordship of Jesus Christ and who you belong to. So I just ask you to be reminded and be encouraged to know who has all authority in heaven and on earth. When you confess that and you believe that, don't ever forget that you belong to Him. That Jesus Christ is Lord and King. And Paul, he gives us an encouragement. We can turn then to Colossians. I just want to encourage you uh, with, um, with just a quick walkthrough of Colossians. Colossians chapter 1. The church consists of committed followers to the supremacy of Christ in all things and above everything else. We believe that Jesus is king. And the church is also a group of people who trust that God is in control. And it says, The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through Him and for Him. He creates all things, so all things are in His control. The church is a group of people who believe that Jesus holds all things together, even in the midst of suffering and death. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. He is the head of the body of the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, that in everything He might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have His fullness dwell in Him and through Him to reconcile to Himself all things, whether things on earth, things in heaven by making peace through His blood shed on the cross. The church believes that Jesus is the head, that He is our leader. The church believes that Jesus is the fullness of God and we find our fullness and completion in Him. The church believes that Jesus is the bringer of peace. The church believes that the work of Christ is ongoing. We believe that Jesus is holding all things together. There have been moments longer than I would like to admit, where in despair and frustration, I have doubted these things. Doubted that Jesus is holding things together when things feel like they're falling apart. I want to stand with you and and share with you an encouragement to say, I think it's okay to doubt every once in a while. okay to doubt every once in a while, but it's also this reminder that God will show us once again that He is holding things together. And When things are falling apart or seem like they're busting apart at the seams, we can be reminded of the promises over and over again that Christ is holding, holding us and holding all things together for His good and for His purpose. I know that it's preacher talk that <laughs> to sort of uh, say these sort of platitudes. And it's difficult to live them out. It's one thing to believe and trust that God is the one who's in control. It's another thing to live it. I would say that what I have wrestled with the most in 2020 is my own efficacy. I uh, learned this word from Mrs. Cook. She's still a teacher. I had to go look it up after we talked. You know, I played it straight like I knew what she was saying. 
But efficacy is our ability to bring about our intended purpose. And I'll tell you, it's, it felt like, it has felt like since last October when my dad uh, called me and said that he was going to have to have heart surgery, that everything I planned or felt like I was trying to plan is just sort of falling apart. And I come up with ideas, and then next thing you know, they just sort of drop off. <laughs> it's like, well, that's not how I wanted it to go. And so I have wrestled with my ability to bring about what I intended. And if you have an ego like mine, it becomes very hard to not accomplish what you try to have set out to accomplish. I don't know if you've wrestled with that yourself, maybe some semblance of that. But over and over again this year has been a reminder that I don't, I don't get to control things the way I want to control them. What God has been trying to teach me, I think, over and over again, is that He's the one that we trust. And so I've been trying to just sort of give, give things over to him. and Say, I can't figure this one out, and I'm going to stop trying. Trust this to you and your care, knowing that you are one who cares for us, cares for me deeply, and cares for this church. And so there have been times where I just feel uh, completely lost as to what is supposed to be happening and what's next, and it's just kind of like, God, we're going to give this to you and your control. So I just ask you, one, to hold me accountable to that, but all of us collectively would be able to say, let's give God control. Let's trust the church into his care, just as the scripture leans, uh, uh, pushes us towards knowing that he's the one who holds us together. He's the one who we can trust. He's the one who was there in the beginning, and he's the one who will be with us in the end. He cares deeply for us. So as a church, we believe these things and we affirm them, but then it's another thing to live them out. I was reflecting uh, on this text and others. Reflecting on John 10.22, where Jesus tells us that uh, he has invited us into the sheepfold, that he has invited us in to be his sheep, and that he has a hold of us and he'll never let us go. He's the one who is caring for us. I've been reflecting on, uh, on that truth and thinking about my life where I've been trying to grasp Jesus and it just reminded me this week that Jesus is the one who has a hold of me. I've been trying to understand Him, trying to, to grasp and understand His workings and all that He's doing in my life and simply just realizing, knowing in my heart that He's the one who has a hold of me. I've been trying to figure out everything and just simply accepting the fact that Christ has a hold of you. And he cares for you and He won't let you go. It comes to our calling and our election. It comes to our life in Him. That we have a Father in Heaven who loves us and welcomes us into His family. My prayer is, is that as we look at these texts, as we look at Colossians and are reminded of this truth, that we would truly grasp Him and worship Him. The hope for... Peter and the hope for Christians is truly, uh, and, and for Paul, that is that people would grasp Christ, Christ, and not let him go. Trusting and knowing that no one will snatch them from our Father's hand. This text is about the supremacy of Christ. That he was with God from the beginning and he created all things. The firstborn over all creation. 
The church believes that the work of Christ is ongoing. The church believes that Jesus isn't finished, but He's making all things new and beautiful. That the one who made all things is the one who can make all things right. And the one who made all things in the beginning is making all things new today. And that Jesus is the invisible God. And we are being made and renewed in the image of Christ. That the Lord is reconciling all things and that the Lord is bringing together one new humanity. Jesus is holding all things together and discipleship is discovering this true in every aspect of our life. There is an election on Tuesday. I don't know if you heard about it. There's a virus floating around. You may have heard of it. There's been violence in the streets. You might have heard of that as well. They were being told that there's racial inequality and systematic problems of racism. There is a narrative. A story being woven into the fabric of our identity. Every news cycle tormenting us, shaping us, causing fear and despair. To tell us that unless the right people are in power, there will never be a solution to the problems that are ailing us and hurting us. I have some news to share. I know who will win on Tuesday. I know who will win on the last day. I know who will win today. I stand before you to tell you that there is only one who is in power. There is only one who is making all things new. There is only one who holds all things together. There is only one who heals every disease. There is only one who is holding on to you. He's never letting go of you. His name is Jesus Christ. And I ask that you would cast your vote for Him. That you would cast your cares your concerns, your brokenness, and your hurt. That today, we would choose Jesus. And that every day, you would ask Him to be the ruler of your life and reign over you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love You, and we know that Your Scriptures point us to Your authority. That You govern over our hearts and our minds. We trust and we know that you are greater than the disease of this world. You are greater than viruses. You are greater than sin. You are greater than brokenness. You are greater than all things. And God, in the midst of our suffering and our sadness, our grief, as we mourn together with one another over the loss of life, we also know that you are greater than death. So Lord, we, do, we stand firm and we add to our faith knowledge we add to our faith goodness. We add to our faith patience and perseverance and mutual affection, love for one another. Lord, reminding ourselves that we are chosen by You, elected by You. God, that You have redeemed us and saved us, invited us in to be Your family. So God, we thank You for Jesus Christ, our Lord and our King. Remind us today of where our hope comes from. Lord, that we give our allegiance to You. We give our life to You and life in Your kingdom under the reign of Jesus our King. So Lord, help us not to be weary 
Help us not to turn our eyes from You. To run with Jesus Christ, our King. We thank You for the hope that we have this day in knowing that Jesus is victorious over all things. 